All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage podcast, the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture audio program on the interwebs. I am your host, David Dassaw, and joined with me, as per usual, is my sexy and sultry co-host, Mr. Zach Wills. How are you doing, Zach Wills? Flinchy. I'm flinchy these days. Flinchy? Flinchy. Are y'all hopped up on uh, goofballs and Adderall? No. You know how whenever you have a vasectomy, every time I... (laughs) And dog in your life turns into a crotch seeking missile. Um, I, I mean, I, I know like the second part of that where just like dogs and children turn into a crotch seeking missile minus the vasectomy. Cause you know, but I mean, I, I'm assuming that's, that's what's going on. Yeah. Well, the lizard, lizard brain really kicks in anytime somebody gets near <laughs> Do uh, so. Have you perfected the stiff arm for like <laughs> your kids? You really, you really cup yourself like Michael Jackson. Every time somebody comes near you, you're like, uh, uh, you're just shoving a hand right there. You know, you should uh, make your way to your local sporting goods store and pick up a jockstrap and cup and oh, just buddy. walk around with that. I'm halfway ahead of you because when you have it done, they give you the sexy little number to wear. Oh it's, boy. It's, it's, it's a jock strap. You know, one of the, one of the assless things that just has the straps right, that go right. under each cheek with the, just yeah. the full on support. Yeah. Oh my sp- God. That is so hot that for about a week. Yeah. <laughs> that is sexy as hell. My dude, <laughs> my wife's like, yeah, I'm going to buy you more of those. <laughs> uh, I secretly kind of hope that she's like weirdly into it. <laughs> Uh, she is, yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, I. well, depending on how you feel, that could be good news, could be terrible news if it's wildly uncomfortable. No, but pr- it, it really does help. Pro tip, if you ever have one done, wear it. Even though it's weird and uncomfortable at first, wear it because it really does make a difference. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I mean, you gotta, well, I was going to say you got to protect the family jewels, but I mean, that's kind of not what you're doing anymore you're just trying to prote- protect um what's left i guess i guess sure. anyway let's talk about yeah. my balls <laughs> yeah let's uh let's segue into something a little bit more appropriate for uh what we typically typically cover on the podcast uh what we're talking about today we're doing uh, another marvelous adventure yay aren't, aren't you excited i'm excited i liked it i like yeah. this uh yeah it's been a hot minute since we've done one of these Uh, i can't remember the last time uh maybe about 10 episodes or so ago it's been a while so uh, i'm excited to get back into this i I think we're gonna start doing at least one of these a month um so i I think that was kind of the plan but then the holidays kind of derailed everything and Mm -hmm. So we're, uh, you know, finally getting back into the swing of things and getting uh, a regular, um, you know, kind of schedule going. So, yeah. Uh, But today we are, uh, so we're covering Iron Man 3 and Thor The Dark World. And uh, for for anyone that's new uh, to the podcast or has recently started listening, uh, we're doing these uh, episodes, our marvelous adventure series. Uh, one, uh, as a recap uh, for for me and for everyone else, I guess that has already seen it, but mainly because Zach, um, you can fill the people in. You you, you kind of missed uh, a lot of these films, correct? All of them, really. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to work my way through 
just as someone who had never done it before, mm-hmm. uh, who had never really watched with intent. I'll put it that way. You see bits and pieces just from being alive and how oh, big, right. you know, the Marvel universe is, but mm-hmm. never actually sitting and watching with intent, working your way through. I guess now we're in phase two. Mm-hmm. I guess is how Disney broke it down. So you have phase one, phase two, three, and four. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think when they first started out, they, you know, they didn't know what they were going to do. What, they didn't know uh, what was going to happen. I mean, Disney didn't even get involved until the 2012 Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, one, once they got involved, uh, like this officially kicked off phase two. Like they're like, okay, we're going to break this up into phases and you know, they will, it'll help organize things going forward. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we got, uh, we got Iron Man three, Thor two. Um, and, uh, let's see, I guess, uh, so starting in, uh, in timeline order, uh, of course we'll start with Iron Man three. Um, let's see. It was directed by Shane black, I believe. Uh, I, it would have been smart if I had all this pulled up. Yep. Shane black. Okay. Shane black. And it was released in 2013. Actually, both of these films were released in 2013. That long ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what? Nine, nine years. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy, uh, crazy times. Um, but, uh, yeah. So how'd you feel about iron man three likes, dislikes, uh, Mm. strong opinions i liked it you did okay next movie (laughs) (laughs) quite (laughs) thorough good sir no i i I did like this one and i said before uh, i've always liked iron man as a character when i started this whole adventure that we're doing yeah and i I think i liked him because he was kind of rooted in reality and i i expressed um interest in like batman and Mm -hmm who else is like rooted in reality kind of like that. It doesn't matter, but you get what I'm saying. So yeah, you have like this ultimate depiction of that because he's coming off of all the events that happened in New York. Right. And he's having these panic attacks and he's having what we presume to be PTSD. Mm -hmm. So you have this element of this superhero having to deal with these very, human emotions in this very human trauma. Right. I liked that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really, really cool thing to experience with the character. If that makes any sense. It makes perfect sense. And uh, I, I actually, I think an, a strong argument could be made that both of these movies explore that explore the life of these characters um, after Avengers 2012 and the the repercussions of of those events but mm-hmm. yeah i i totally agree like that that was one of my favorite aspects of this movie is you know they just they didn't just like toss aside like oh yeah like he he's fine like he saved the day and you know it's all back to normal on to the next villain like they actually took the time to explore like hey like iron man he's just a dude Sure, he's super fucking smart. 
um, and he's got a suit of armor, but he, at the end of the day, he's just a dude and he flew himself, uh, and a, um, uh, and a missile that was going to basically decimate part of, um, of, uh, Manhattan <clears throat> and he flew into a wormhole, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then he came back down and, uh, and, and crashed into the ground, um, sort mm-hmm. of, um, the Hulk caught him, but yeah, and, and this movie actually took the time to to explore the uh, the effects of that, like you said. So, yeah. Um, let's see what what do we got? I, I jotted down some notes. Um, so how uh, I'm curious to hear your feelings on the the villains in this movie, um, the Mandarin, um, <laughs> the actual Mandarin, mm-hmm. uh, Aldrich Killian and, um, Savin, who is kind of like his, his main, like henchman number two. Right. Uh, mostly what I'm curious about. I'm, I mean, I'm curious about all that, but I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on the old switcheroo and how we discovered that the Mandarin is not really the Mandarin, that he's just a, uh, you know, right. a guy. Right. Uh, he's right, right. He, Ben Kingsley is just a, <laughs> a British. He's just playing Ben Kingsley. Basically this, this evidently this addict that they've just fed his <laughs> ego and addictions to, which is really dark. Um, but he, he does a really good job of like making it like lighthearted and funny, I guess, even though yeah. it's still a really dark concept. If you've known or experienced addiction yourself or knowing anybody who's actually worked yeah, through they, that uh it's a little it's a little fucked up but yeah they got that line where he he's like he's like you know i was doing things uh not so great things for for money for drugs and he's like <laughs> yeah. next and he he's like so so they told you they would get you off of it he's like no they told me they get me more <laughs> they get me more they gave me things like they gave me a speedboat speed <laughs> i there's like this there's like this element of Tony Stark being his own worst enemy and like creating his own demons, mm-hmm. you know, in the cave and Iron Man one, he creates the, the Iron Man suit that really does give him a lot of problems down the line. And in this one, he ignores the thing that just manifests itself into this toxicity later in his life. Right. He's mm-hmm. constantly, creating his own demons which i think comes with the personality of the billionaire playboy yeah um that 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 makes a lot of sense to me and you see this just repeat itself over and over again with tony stark these seemingly self-inflicted problems sure so that's that seemed pretty obvious to me uh the villain itself the old switcheroo i didn't hate it okay um i don't i don't know how you how you felt about it. it it actually made sense growing up in the post 9-11 era mm-hmm. you see all the elements like all these different things they kind of cram together you know you yeah. see you see the osama bin laden-esque videos and we, we right. i guess this is where we get introduced to the tin rings which i haven't seen the tin rings movie but is that the same tin rings so uh this movie will heavily tie into the ten rings but okay. probably it, it it's not going to tie into it in, in a way that you might think uh, that they, they will like 
when we get to Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, Iron the events of Iron Man 3 do get mentioned at least one or two times, um, and very specifically. But it is... Um, it's kind of in retroactive sense and, and uh, like course correcting doesn't really make much sense because there's a lot that happens in between now and, mm-hmm. uh, and the events uh, that, that transpire through uh, Shang-Chi, but uh, we'll, we'll get there when we get All there. Right. So sh- short answer. Yeah, basically they, Correct. they, they tie it in nice and tight. And yeah. I noticed um, through just watching somebody else's video the one of the rings that he's wearing is the ring of the guy in the first Iron Man, the Correct. warlord guy. Yeah. Um. W- w- and what's interesting is that in the comic books, the uh, especially the run that I'm currently reading, um, there are actual rings, um, like that that go on fingers. But in Shang Chi, they are actually something else. Um. I mean, you might have noticed from like posters and stuff mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. what the rings actually look like, but um, yeah, the, the, there's a difference between the Ten Rings organization and the Ten Rings, the actual object. Okay. Yeah. No idea. Which, so yeah, which I'll is ha- I'll have to learn the, that as I go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'll uh, you know, like I said, it'll come back up in when we cover Shang Chi. So we'll get there. Gotcha. Um, but I mean, for me personally, so when I went to go first see this in theaters, uh, I was, I'll be honest, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> um, I didn't like the whole switcheroo thing. Okay. I thought that it was stupid and I felt betrayed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I really was into this whole terrorist thing. Uh-huh. Um, and the dude like blowing shit up. And when it turns out that it is basically fake and, or I mean like not all of it was fake, but the fact that he wasn't, wasn't an actual terrorist. Like I was like, what the fuck? Like I, I just, my brain like so strongly held on to that idea from the mm. previews and, and then the trailers. Um, it doesn't really bother me too much anymore because I've watched it so many times. And so like that, I, that, um, original idea that I had that was just shattered is like no longer a thing. I didn't, it it made sense to me because on its face, okay, you've got a guy, he's trying to do these things to these people and it causes him blow up, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to hide that under the guise of this fictional character, which is like that classic, look over here, but I'm actually, you don't see what the other hand is doing right. sort of technique. So it kind of made sense to me. Oh yeah. And makes... playing and playing off the tone of the universe that, you know, Tony Stark and Iron Man exists in, which mm-hmm. is like those post nine 11 Toby Keith vibes that I brought up um, mm-hmm. and that, that world we used to live in, you know, which is like, <laughs> yay America and right. everything <laughs> in the East is evil basically. Yeah. So <clears throat> it was that, that kind of, it actually made a lot of sense to me. I was like, okay, I get what they're doing. It, it, it worked for me. Um, my yeah. personal opinion, I, I didn't hate it. Cool. Yeah, no, that that's great. Um, yeah, it's just me and my stupid, dumb, dumb brain. That was like, they didn't do what I wanted them to do. <laughs> <laughs> made, David, made David thinky brain hurt. 
<laughs> exactly. I was like, uh, me no likey this. Get it out of my fucking face. <laughs> Uh, Overall, let's... I mean, out of uh, how many more Iron, do we have any more Iron Man specific movies, or is it just move into his role collaborating in? This is the last solo Iron Man movie that okay. we have gotten. Um, okay, so tonally, I think tonally this one is probably my favorite. I still have my 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 heart is still with the original Iron Man. That's still my favorite, probably my favorite Marvel movie thus far. Um, the second one was exciting and adventurous and I, I liked it, but tonally, I think this is my favorite. I would put the first one at number one, this one, number two, and then number two at number three. If I didn't confuse anybody with my order. I got it. Yeah. Um, I am the same except, uh, two and three. Um, those get flipped, but they are, they're very close. Um, uh, let's see. Oh man, I just had something in my head, but I uh, I totally lost it. In your head, <laughs> I tell you what was fucking crazy. This dude changing suits like he's in a musical. Dude, that, that last scene on that uh, frigate or that cargo barge where he's yeah. just like running through suits like crazy, just jumping. Yeah. That was pretty wild. I, that yeah, was, that, that was fun. The house party protocol. Uh, yeah. in the clean slate protocol. That was that was that was pretty cool. And every when the the whole gang shows up, and I was like, oh yeah, <sighs> yeah, it was. It was fucking dope. I uh, <laughs> when uh, when Rhodey's like, is that? And he's like, yep. <laughs> Are those? Yep. <laughs> and I actually saw a, a video that broke down all the different suits that you see and like which mark they were and all that. And I I am not that versed, and we always approach this as casual fans. So mm-hmm. go seek out somebody else who made it their job to figure that shit out. But I did yeah. notice the um, the Hulk Buster suit. Or at least a prototype of it. I'm it's, guessing it's it's a prototype. Yeah. yeah so the, I know the, I see that one later. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, the the real Hulkbuster armor is much much bigger than that because it, gotcha. it has to be not at, not just as big as the Hulk, but bigger so he can take him down. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. When when the the need arises. Um, but yeah. Uh, no. The the that scene it was it's probably my favorite in the whole movie. Um, as far as like the action sequences go, I, I think it's, it's a great payoff. Um, oh, it's gotta be, it's gotta uh, be. Yeah. Uh, just with all the suits showing up and, um, I, I love how uh, he's like, Oh, all the suits are wired to me. Sorry, but I'll give you a leg up. on. <laughs> <laughs> so when he does the clean slate protocol and everything goes kablawi, right. Mm-hmm. In the, in the big, uh, the big finish, um, <laughs> um, Giggity. There's still the Iron Patriot suit out there. Correct. We know that he only puts this off for a little bit and we get more advanced suits. I think there's like a nanotech suit down the mm-hmm. line oh, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. he's he's like wiped the slate, the clean slate protocol. He wiped the slate clean, but the, the Iron Patriot suit, suit is still hanging out there unless it's it's in an office somewhere and just explodes because he forgot to unlink it from the protocol. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that is technically not, uh, not his property. Um, so it's, it's kind of an unspoken truth, uh, in the movies, but, uh, well, I mean, they kind of talk about it like in the news clips towards the beginning, 
but they they basically split. So Iron Man or Tony Stark gets to basically be Iron Man as like an independent contractor. He just gets okay. to do whatever the fuck he wants. And it is kind of like an agreement that he would let Rhodey have some of his tech and um mm-hmm. <clears throat> and be the war machine and then of course they rebranded to Iron Patriot. Um, so yeah, he did not have the authorization to blow up Rhodey's suit because Rhodey gets to be Iron Patriot. Um, okay. I, I will say that this is, I'm pretty sure this is the only movie where it is Iron Patriot. He pretty much goes back to War Machine after this. Really? Um, okay. I, I can't remember the reasoning for that, if it was ever explained even but um yeah I, I don't think there's any point in time after this where he's referred to as iron patriot um but um yeah uh, i also thought this was this was the funniest out of all the iron man movies and probably the funniest marvel movie to date um at this point in time what, hmm. what did what did you think i mean like to me it, there's just so many like hilarious moments um like when when he first meets um uh harley uh the kid. In, in, in yeah in the garage yeah. and he's like yeah uh mom's at work and dad uh he went to go get scratchers and i guess he won because that was like six years ago he's like <laughs> yeah parents leave no need to be a pussy about it <laughs> a little rough dude he's rough on this fucking kid but i mean i think uh he does he, it because he can take it Oh, he doesn't. I think because he sees himself in the kid. Yeah. And because he knows he can take it. And because he's probably really bad at dealing with emotions and, compli- and complicated feelings, I'm guessing. But Yeah. I, I also love when um, they're in the uh, the town square or whatever. And he's like, you know how I know it? Because we're connected. <laughs> he's <laughs> just giving this kid shit. And, and to be fair, the kid's giving him shit right back. So Right. He's like, I'm cold. <laughs> 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 yeah um, oh, fuck. um yeah there's uh, yeah there's just like so many other like hilarious moments um did did favreau have his hand on the ball in this one was he no he uh i think he might have been a producer okay. but as far as involvement goes i don't think he had a hand in the writing process he did not have a hand in the directing process the reason for that being he was slated to direct the magic kingdom movie um which what's that yeah obviously that has not happened um it's still like if you look it up on imdb it says like i can't remember it's like pre-production or something like that but it was supposed to happen and like start filming right around the same time and they i think disney approached him with the opportunity to do it uh or you know favreau said like hey i want to do this movie and so he opted to do that instead of the third Iron Man movie. Um, but yeah, th- there was a lot of uh, like push to get Shane Black as the director for this so movie. Because what's the Magic Kingdom? What is that? Uh, like the literal uh, I, Disney I, Magic Kingdom? Was it like a? That's kind of what I had in my head, but uh, yeah, honestly, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. The Magic Kingdom movie. Why I John feel... Favreau's Magic Kingdom never happened? Oh, I guess it was. 
Favreau's original vision would have been the night at the museum of theme park movies. Mm, Yeah. That's what I kind of remember. Okay. So I guess it was supposed to be like that. Okay. All right. Yeah. Which I think would have been kind of cool. Um, oh God, people would have ate that up. The diehard yeah. Disney fans, myself included. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they would have yep. they would have loved that. Yeah, it would have been neat. Um okay. but yeah, uh like I said, I thought this was probably the funniest of the um uh the the Iron Man movies. Um yeah, good writing nonetheless. Yeah, I <clears throat> I liked the dynamic between Tony and Rhodey. Um you know, they, they kind of bypassed a lot of, uh, like what they could have focused on, like the, like a, a possible contention between the two of them and like fighting for popularity and, well, and all they that. already like, did that though, didn't they? Kinda. Yeah. Like they, they did it a little bit in Iron Man two, but that was more like fighting for the armor because like there was so much ambiguity over like whether Tony should have the suits or if they should belong to the U S government. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they, they did a little bit of, um, they, they kind of, they didn't make you feel like an idiot uh, as a, as a viewer in terms of their relationship. They just kind of, um, they, they were like, here's their relationship. Like, they're, they're best friends, you know, and we're not going to present you with any like weird little like, you know, backstories or, or whatever. So I, I kind of like that aspect mm-hmm. about the movie. So um, we uh, we should talk about uh, Pepper kicking ass at the end and uh, laying the smack down. Yeah. So she gets the super human heat up boom, boom juice. So does that mean she plays a role moving forward as this character? I mean, I don't know how you don't use it because clearly she lives. Is she, does she die from it? I, I don't, I don't know. No. Um, so at the very end you see her, uh, being operated on. Yeah. Um, so that was to remove uh, extremis from her body. <clears throat> and they did that successfully because uh, they don't necessarily, I don't think they explicitly say like, Hey, the surgery was a success. Um, but it literally never comes up again. Spoiler alert, I guess. Okay. Um, right. But it, it never comes up again, really. Um, but the moment of, like pepper kicking ass and saving the day at the end. Like right. I, f- I fucking loved. And then <laughs> she like, you know, she throws the spear and she takes like the, the hand off of the suit and then like mm-hmm. punches and, and <laughs> Tony's just sit- sitting there. Like I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Usually he's got something smart ass to say, right? Yeah. And, and I think that was the point of that scene is for him to just be like, I'm, I'm all out of words. Like yep. this takes the cake. Congratulations, honey. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, so that was really cool to see her just being a fucking badass. And... So they take away the, the, the superhuman aspect from her. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, uh, you know, I definitely had a part of me that wanted them to like leave it. So yeah, she could be a superhero, yeah. but at this point in time in the, the Marvel, 
uh, timeline, Extremis is still very volatile uh, in, in terms of, you know, it, it being safe. So, um, I mean, you know, cause yeah. we see so many people just fucking exploding because they can't, uh, right. uh, what, what is they? It's not maintain regulate regulate. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they try to stay true to the comic book universe as well too. So they probably didn't vibe with whatever happens there too. Not that, not that sure. it's like lockstep in line, but they at least try to stay true to like the character development and all that stuff at least a little bit I'm gathering. I right. don't know because I haven't read the comics, but it seems like everything that happens seems to at least elude or play off of something that's happened. And I think shoving new characters into it. Right. I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to do that so much. At least I haven't gathered that they're trying to do that so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not so much. Uh, at least not right now. So, um, yeah. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, I liked the. It wasn't really a montage, but you know, Tony like going to the hardware store and like home alone, home aloneing it, <laughs> like just getting stuff to make like homemade bombs and whatnot. So he looking just... like Walter White and Breaking Bad, buying <laughs> a shopping cart full of just <laughs> everything. Yeah, um, yeah. It it kind of reminds me of that scene. It, it was in the first season where. Uh, he sends Jesse to the hardware store and he's like, you need to get mm-hmm. a tote with like the number three on it. It has to be the number three. Or I forget the number. Arbitrary. Or when he runs into uh, the other guy who's uh, air quote smurfing in oh, the hardware yeah. store and he confronts him yeah. and he's, he tells <laughs> yeah. him what to buy and he meets him in the parking lot and tells him to stay off of his turf. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, d- doesn't he say, like, at first, like, try and help him out? Like, yeah, he tells him what to buy, and then he goes out to the parking lot and meets the guy at the car, yeah. and the other guy, who's evidently the cook, and sent this guy in to buy this shit, tells him, you know, stay off my turf, or stay at yeah. whatever, but... Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my plane. Get off my... Dude, what are you What are you talking about? Get off my plane. Um, yeah, anyways. Uh... I actually got the text text that to somebody and actually meant it yes because you're a pilot <laughs> well no because they were they were moving airplanes around and they were putting us on another one and i knew the guy on there so i texted him that that uh gif i was like get off my plane <laughs> that was fun <laughs> moving on uh moving on. yeah it, it's funny you said gif i something did you see that thing that popped up in my facebook memories today uh, about the pronunciation of uh, gif the gif gif debate no i didn't yeah. see it but yeah, it was uh, it was from a couple years ago, uh, but it was, uh, I think it was a Tumblr post, and someone said, God themselves, along with a million angels, could descend from heaven and say, it's pronounced Jif, and I'd be like, okay, whatever, Jod. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it's, I, I wince every time I have to say it, because Jif just rolls so much better. And I don't know why we bastardize everything else in the English language. We can't just make it GIF, but mm-hmm. we have to do it correct. Graphic interface, whatever it is. It has to be GIF. That's the right way to say it. I think. Right. <clears throat> um, so I believe the inventor of the GIF format meant it to be GIF, but GIF really is uh, like, I think if you Google it, Google will say that it, you can say either way, but bullshit. Google take, 
pick a side. Right. I'm tired then, of having this debate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I mean, honestly, I, I think it's GIF. Um, and not I just think because, it is too. Not just because even I've though been... even though general is a word with a G, graphic interface, whatever the the acronym yeah. is for, the G, the hard G. This isn't what the podcast is about, but, <laughs> but you know what? This is what fucking nerds talk about and argue over. So it is still on brand for the podcast. I guess it's so frustrating for me, but uh, yeah, that's the hill I'll die on. Yeah, uh, moving it, on. <laughs> not just the, the pronunciation of GIF, but the fact that we can have these silly ass arguments on the podcast. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's GIF, but GIF just sounds better. Moms yeah. like you choose Jeff. Yeah, it's because of the peanut butter. I also, I, for some reason, when I think of Jeff, I only think of crunchy style peanut butter. Like, and I'm like, gross. I like the crunchy. Yeah. Uh, I I think it was the, the crunchy. You know what? I don't think I was ever destined to enjoy the crunchy peanut butter. But any chance of me potentially enjoying it was ruined when I was a kid and someone made me a PB&J sandwich. I, I was at mm. someone else's house and mm-hmm. it was crunchy peanut butter. And mm. I did not know that crunchy peanut butter existed. And I bit into the sandwich <laughs> and there was a fucking crunch to it. I was like, <laughs> what is wrong with this goddamn sandwich? my exact words as a six-year-old um <laughs> what is why did you put this sandwich is this a shit sandwich are there chips in here did you put some ruffles in here um but uh yeah it that uh, ruined any potential chance of me enjoying crunchy peanut butter i uh we so as a kid and you grow up working class or poor you eat sure. a lot of different sandwiches right so we and would have a lot uh, of ramen yeah, a lot of ramen. Well, oh, no, we weren't that ethnic in our house in the Bible Belt. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, get that we would, Oriental flavor. We would sometimes <laughs> go to the Chinese theater later. No, but um, we um, we would sometimes have bacon sandwiches like you do a BLT, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I had a buddy growing up. I think he died. Doesn't matter, but. <laughs> He offered me one time as a child. He's like, do, do you want a bacon sandwich? And I was expecting what I'm used to. We would even toast the bread. We get fucking fancy, right? Mm-hmm. No, he hands me no shit. Microwave bacon uh-huh. on untoasted white bread. And I was like, <laughs> even I'm not this white trash, sir. Wow. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I bet he thought mayonnaise was spicy. Yeah. <laughs> but that's my sandwich story. Anyway, um, Thor Dark World. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess no further thoughts on uh, Iron Man 3. No, the Prince um, of Iron. No, I like it. Metal Man, Metal Man 3. Metal Man 3. The Prince Eight out of, of 10, Iron. Because why not? It was yeah, fun. I like yeah. it. Eight out of ten, I think that's fair. I think um, eight out of ten is fair. It's it's definitely not a ten. Nothing's really a ten. Um, even the original Iron Man's like a nine, right? But I mean, yeah, I think seven, eight out of ten. Nah, seven seems like you're taking away. Eight out of ten. I'm gonna stand on that. Yeah, seven seems a little low. Um, even a seven point five. I mean, that's yeah. that's kind of like C. That's C. What was range. it on Rotten Tomatoes? Did we even look at Rotten Tomatoes? What they had it out? 
Uh, I did not. Because uh, that would have been intelligent. And I'm not about that life. So. Stand by one. <laughs> Rotten Sorry. Tomatoes. Iron Man Trace. Iron Man. Iron Man. 79% tomato meter and a 78% audience score. Pretty solid and consistent. I think that's an 8 out of 10. Yeah, not bad. I like it. Uh, all right, Thor, The Dark World. Um, it's uh, it's interesting, Thor. Uh, none of the Thor movies have uh, the, the the digits to to dictate you know, like two, three, four, whatever. Um, it's all, uh, they all have a subtitle. Yeah. 2013 on this one. Yep. They, Same uh, year? both of these, yeah, both of these were released in 2013. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. So what, uh, what were your general thoughts and feelings for Thor, the dark world? Did you like it? Sorry. I'm just looking at, uh, Director Alan Taylor, mm-hmm. no Favreau on this one either. Okay, um, this nah, one he um, didn't he didn't have any involvement in uh, in pretty much anything else except for Iron Man. Oh, okay, all right. Well, this one um, watching these two in order was a pretty heavy shift. Uh, I think. Oh yeah, at least I felt because you went from something that was like I said, and I felt was really rooted in reality to this other like fantasy worlds. It was like, you're mm-hmm. going from the dark night to dungeons and dragons or something. Like it was just like, like way Superman. the other way, way the other way. Yeah. Um, overall though, I, I liked it. Okay. It didn't, it, it didn't blow me away, but I, I was into it. I liked it. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if you felt the same or if you had any gripes about it. I, I don't really have any like gripes. It was fun. Sure, but it, yeah. it, it it didn't it didn't captivate me. I like the character. <laughs> I've always been a fan of the character, mm-hmm. but this one it was fun, but it didn't. I don't know. I don't know. No, I I totally get where you're coming from, and I'm uh, you know around the same uh, same plane of existence, I guess. I so I, like I remember going to see this in theaters and like laughing my ass off, like just having a grand old time. And I still really enjoy this movie. Um, he is a funny character, isn't he? They really try to inject a lot of humor into this one. It, it, I think you kind of have to, um, because you know, Thor is, it, it's, you know, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's from legend and from mythology. Yeah. So, uh, and, to fit that into the Marvel universe where things for the most part are pretty lighthearted. Um, what, what makes the humor work is that it doesn't feel forced, at, at least in my opinion, like it, mm. it doesn't, it, it doesn't feel like they're trying to make it funny on purpose so that, uh, you know, um, to, <clears throat> to break up the, the oddness of, you know, going from like, Iron Man, uh, someone yeah. that's rooted in reality to some something more fantastical. Well, it's almost like you're trying to make a bunch of middle schoolers read the Iliad. Like you gotta, sure. you're, you're really trying to tie in the modern with the whole Greek tragedy aspect of it all with the, you know, the father and the mother dying and just mm-hmm. the love interest that they, I don't know. They, I don't know. How do, how do you feel about the whole love interest between Thor and Jane? 
I I like it. Um, you, you think it works? You think it? You think it fits well? I so I don't think it fits like a glove. Um, at, at times, it feels almost borderline forced. But I think it does too. But I it it never bothered me. Um, maybe maybe because I fucking love Natalie Portman and she's kind of my hero. Sure. Um, because not only is she incredibly beautiful, but she is super talented. Um, she is like, uh, she like quit acting for a period of time to go back to what was it? Harvard. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. She, she went to Harvard. Um, <laughs> because she could, uh, <laughs> And like so she's like Ivan ass. and Rocky, he's a, he was a scientist of some kind, right? Yeah, uh, just like that. <laughs> just like that. Just like Rocky, you know. Yeah, I mean they're basically the same person. Same movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I. <laughs> no, but I like um. I, like I don't hate. It, it's like they were at the table in the writers' room, and they were trying to hash out like the the mythology, and it was like a Greek tragedy, and they were like. And he loves this lady and everybody else at the table is like, yay. And I don't know. Like, yeah, uh, um, it's, it's almost like you, you kind of had to, maybe that grounds him more in the viewer's reality and maybe sure. that makes him more relatable. And uh, you know, you got to have a love interest, I guess, at least yeah. that sort of, it adds a layer of conflict. I, okay, fine. But I, I don't know. They did a great job of it. Like it didn't feel obtuse or like they shoved it in there. They, like it works, but. I don't right. Know. Did it yeah, have I, to be there? Did it have to be there? I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm glad that they kept it in there, uh, because he, even though she does not reprise her role in Thor Ragnarok, the next mm-hmm. Thor movie, she will be coming back for Thor love and thunder, uh, which is, due <laughs> excuse to come out. me. Yeah. That's, that's the next Thor movie coming out this year. Oh boy. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And she, I don't know how this works. It's in the comic books, but she straight up becomes Thor uh, for a period of time. Um, Hmm. Not, not sure how that happens, but it happens. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. Love and thunder. Yeah. Sounds like a club. You don't tell your friends you go to. (laughs) Today, er, this week's hottest nightclub is Love and Thunder. This club has everything. It I'm telling has... you, it could be one of those, like, um, you know, those clubs that, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, well, I won't tell this story, but. You mean the underground sex club? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dominic's? <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't, we won't talk about a mutual friend on the podcast. <laughs> I think I know exactly who you're talking about. I'm so yeah. sorry. This is only funny to me and Zach. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah but uh, when you have someone who's involved with that world, who tries to explain it to you and you're very close minded at the time. And I apologize if they ever hear this, you know who you are. Um, I should, have we love you. Lis- I should have listened better. And I apologize. <laughs> we, uh, we're, uh, we're all assholes when we were younger. Oh, I sucked. I sucked all around, but go on. Uh, uh, so let's see. So I, one thing that I found interesting uh, about this movie was that there was like real stakes. Um, you know, that there was uh, Loki dying, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, there was Frigga dying uh, mm-hmm. for real. And that felt like 
you like she's kind of barely on the radar as far as characters go in um in in the marvel world and even in thor's world i mean like Mm -hmm. you know of her Mm -hmm. but she's not like you know in the forefront and to have her die uh but then still make you feel sad in that moment like like the whole viking funeral thing like oh yeah yeah, yeah, i thought was amazing well Um, that and they really gave her like a hero's death because they gave her that moment. What, who, who was the dark elf the like the leader King guy Malekith who came into, I'm going to call it, I guess it was like a bed chamber when, when she took uh, Jane to, I guess, hide with her. And I guess she was some kind of hologram or projection or whatever, mm-hmm. which, which by the way, Loki can do that and she can do that. Okay. We'll talk about that later. But, um, and she literally overpowers this guy on her own with not, but a dagger. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, excuse me, bitch. Um, she's like <laughs> the she's the real deal, apparently, right? So they give her like this this dramatic mm-hmm. behind every great man is a woman sort of moment. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And obviously, she's lost in the end. But um, to circle back to that projection thing, which I just now put together, did you what what was that? Do you know anything about that? Because they use this projection magic that apparently Loki can use, but she can also do it. But he's also of the Frost Giants, and she's also obviously of Asgard. So is that Asgardian? Is it Frost Giant magic? I don't know. So even though Loki and Frigga share no blood lineage whatsoever, they both come from magical backgrounds. She mm-hmm. is, I don't know if her official title is like witch or, or what, but like she comes from a magic background. Okay. Um, and so does Loki. I mean, like really everyone within the nine realms, my, I guess minus earth or, or you know, a lot of people within the nine realms, like this whole mystical thing mm-hmm. <clears throat> is, is not uncommon. Um, so even though Thor, like he, you know, he doesn't have those abilities, uh, you know, but Loki does. And so does Frigga. And I think that's more of a coincidence, but it also is the thing that binds them together in terms of like their relationship. Like that, that is why he is so devastated. Um, like, you know, you see Thor come down after the elves have already penetrated, um, Asgard, you know, and Thor comes to enlist Loki's help. And right. at, at first, like, it looks like Loki is like all fine and dandy. He's like, look at you coming to grovel. And, you know, he's like, you know, cut the shit Loki. And then he drops the, the literal facade and you see him and his hair is like all greasy and right. shit and everything in the room is destroyed. And it's because like Frigo was like his, <clears throat> like his, his strength to his kite. Like, you know, they, they had that bond mm-hmm. that, uh, cause there was more of a bond between Thor and Odin. Um, so the, there's the ones that she was always the more sympathetic one towards Loki maternal. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so um, yeah. I, I thought they also did a really good job with that as well. Um, this movie did, uh, you know, up until this point, we've really only seen Loki as like, at best, the anti-hero, um, and at worst, a straight up fucking villain. Yeah. 
But this is starting to move into interesting territory where we see Loki as a sympathetic and empathetic character. Um, and that will continue to evolve down the road. So I mm. thought this movie did a great job of setting that up. And, you know, of course, you'll pick up on that later on when when we dive into more yeah. movies. You know, they, they do try to inject these little moments of empathy and just knowing what little bit I know, having watched the Loki series, which I guess mm-hmm. is phase four, I'm guessing. Yes. In Disney Plus. Um, there is a much more empathetic element there. Yeah. But in this stage, it seems almost entirely self-serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like in almost every aspect. Because anytime he's on camera, I'm constantly thinking, what's your angle? Right. What's your angle? How are you going to work this to your advantage? And almost always I'm right. Even when he seems to do the right thing, mm-hmm. it's self-serving for a future purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, because it that, benefits him now. Because even if he does the right thing, it's because it means he's not going to die now so that he can later, again, how the turntables. Yeah. Well, well, well. Yep, there it is. How the turntables. 51 minutes into the first office reference. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is some sort of record. It's taken us this long to bring up the office in an episode. Um, But no, you you are right. Loki, historically speaking, incredibly self-serving, always looking out for number one. Um, And and that's just, uh, I think that's both a nature and nurture kind of thing. Um, Nature. Survivalist. yeah, that, that's his thing. But like nurture, like like we just talked about, he was not uh, put like he was he's the adopted son of Odin. And so he's kind of like an afterthought when it comes to the family. Like he has no birthright. Like Odin literally says your birthright was to die. Right. Um, and so maybe he constantly feels like an other Exactly. Yeah. And Hmm. so that's why he uh, grew up uh, or has grown up to be this self-serving, only consider Hmm. my own thing kind of person. And, you know, it it totally makes sense um, once you understand the context of it all. Um, But there are like, I do believe all, all that said, I do believe there are moments in this movie and then other movies going forward that are. 100% 100% genuine um, that, you know, he, whether he, like the toughest part for him is actually admitting it. Like he will not admit it uh, that he actually cares for Thor, um, mm-hmm. at, at least not at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he, you know, he, he sees Thor like actually changing for the good and not being this pompous ass that, mm-hmm. you know, he was for such a long period of time. Um, and so he's like, I-, I bet some things are going through his head. Like, I wonder if I could change too. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, mm. um, just, you know, uh, that's just my two cents. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that's all I got to say about the war in Vietnam. uh anyways uh let's see what uh uh, i I feel like we haven't really touched on like 
anyone else in the movie. Like we haven't talked about Eric Selvig and running around <laughs> naked in the uh, in Stonehenge, and then like having that hilarious scene in the um, the psych ward where he's explaining the convergence with to the Stan two Lee. shoes. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, yeah, one question: Can I have my shoe back? Can I have my shoe back?" Um, I saw a video that actually broke down what was on that chalkboard. And oh, it's really? a lot. So I, I recommend oh, you, yeah, I bet. <laughs> you, you seek that out because that none of that was by accident. And it's it's way too much for me to even try to like take notes on. And I wouldn't wow. even try to shove it in, in like in this podcast. It's a lot. That's so, actually kind of surprising that it's not just like pseudoscience. Like dude, there's actually nothing. Nothing in these movies means nothing. Like, I don't know if it's like pre or post Disney getting their hands on it or how. Well, I even know even before that Mm -hmm. it was so detailed and it was it was such an it was such not such but so faithful to the original ip right right so nothing is accidental i've learned anytime Mm -hmm. i see something i have to try to remind myself okay what does that mean what is that a callback to it's nothing is nothing and that chalkboard has a lot on it so fun fact go go look that up on your own time yeah yeah for sure i i definitely want to want to learn more about that shit um what about so we we have two uh we have the main bad guy malekith Mm -hmm. and then we have uh let's see what's his name um uh, curse spelled with a k um i so i know malekith is the main bad guy he's the the head elf head Mm -hmm. evil elf um i actually think that curse was a better villain like i thought he was a lot cooler um he was definitely the scarier of the two because he had that like red stone that he like just Mm -hmm. squeezed in his hand and he became evil curse um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah I, i i loved his character a lot um so I, I was just curious what you thought about the the two villains or antagonists with this one. I don't know. Indifferent, I guess. I don't know. I okay. was kind of, I was kind of along for the ride on this one. Neither one of them really grabbed me. Sure. And I, and I don't know why, and I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I missed something. Maybe something didn't grab me. Um, The villains themselves like I said, didn't grab me, but the introduction to what do they call it? The ether mm-hmm. I'm given to understand plays a role in the coming um, story as I guess an infinity stone. 100%. You, okay, you watch so, the, uh, you watch the, the end, uh, the yeah, scene. Yeah. So I kind of gather that that, so it's not a stone, but it is a stone. I don't know what they do there or if they just kind of like shove it into the, the whole thing. Um, but yeah. as, as far as like the villains stand alone, eh, I think they served they served a role in the story for this one. But um, I think that was it. You know, yeah, nothing nothing really hung with me. Yeah, they. Uh, I'll be honest, they both kind of fell flat for me when I first watched it. I I was definitely like you. I was like, I'm along for the ride. Um, you know, it's big dumb fun, and I didn't really put too much stock in them, but. Yeah. Over the years, since I've watched this movie more and more, I, I kind of pay more attention to things that I hadn't really previously paid attention to. And one of them happens to be uh, 
Malekith and Curse. And yeah, I I just love how like Curse just hands Thor's ass to him. <laughs> like on uh, Oh yeah, yeah. He whips the, him. Yeah, on that uh, I, I don't know if it's the Dark World or I, I forget what that um that planet is called. It's one of the nine realms. There's uh, a lot of a lot of interdimensional oh, jumping uh, around in this one. I think it's called Svartalheim. Spartle, Spartle, bless you. <laughs> it does kind of sound like Gazoom type. Gazoom type. Um, okay, yeah. it's a good one. Um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I thought the the villains were okay for the most part. Nothing, nothing fantastic, but also not terrible. So no, it was fine. Yeah, which I mean, kind of sucked. I mean, it was like the second. What was the second one called? Um, Curse? No, 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 no. The second movie. Oh, the the Dark World. No, not the, Dark the World. One... What, what came before Dark World in the Thor movies? Uh, they had all the, well, they fought the Frost Giants. Or was that the only <clears throat> other? Thor uh, yeah, that's the only Thor, uh, only other Thor movie that we. Oh, because this is the second one. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It felt like that. Okay. You had the Frost Giants in this one. You have the Dark Elves, and I don't know if you ever hear from them again. I don't know. Um, I don't think they really come up again. Uh, yeah, I mean, it felt like that. Kind of like the Frost Giants. Like, eh, we fought them. Yay, movie. And then the Dark Elves. Yay, sure. movie. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely get that. Right, all right. Um, anyways, uh, final thoughts and... Uh, uh, star rating or grade or whatever. I don't know. Is it too, is it too rough? Is there, is it too mean to say seven and a half stars? I don't think so. Let me see what, um, I have it pulled up here. I, I'm probably going to give this one an eight as well. Eight as well. Eight 66% uh, tomato meter, 75% audience score. Not bad. Uh, seven and a half, eight. Yeah. I think it's I think it's fair because I mean it, it does set up a lot. You get you get a lot of the good stuff with Thor and Loki that you know is going to be moving forward. But yeah, yeah. This like you said, this movie does put a lot into play um, going forward. So and with, with with the stone, which stone is this? Is it the uh... this is the uh, reality stone? Reality stone. Okay. Okay. Have so, I been introduced into any other stones moving no. up to this point? No. Nope, I've, uh, I've only been introduced to the Tesseract, which wound up on Asgard, which they used to... Okay, sure. So, yeah, Tesseract. My uh, Apologies. I forgot about the Tesseract. Um, Did they make that into a stone? Is that a stone thing? That becomes a stone as well, yes. Oh, okay. Um, I did not know that. Okay. Yes. So uh, the, the Asgardians have a hold of two stones? Uh, yes. Um, so if you recall in, uh, that mid credit scene, when they go to, uh, the collector, you know, and at at the very end, he's like one down five to go, five to go. Um, but before that they said, uh, why don't, uh, why do you feel that it's safer here rather than on Asgard there? And they say, we just don't feel it is safe to have to have two stones so close to each other. Okay. Yep. Okay. Right. And um, that is, um, that is pretty much the very first time that 
they are refer like that the infinity stones come up in conversation which um i mean other than thanos having uh, his uh, very short uh reveal at the end of avengers yeah this is the only other hint as to like what direction they're heading in as far as like the, the Got long it. game. So um, the, I, the idea of the infinity stones, is this a new age thing or is there any, I don't know. You've just started dipping your toe into the comic universe. Is this a play on anything from back then or is this yeah. strictly like new age stuff? Um, uh, yeah, so the, the stones are 100% from the comics However, oh. if you go and research the stones from the comics, they actually have different names. Some of them are the same, but like a, you know, the, there it's like the Mind Stone has uh has a different name, like the Soul Stone has a different name, like so there's there's differences between the two. Hmm. Um and okay. Like I memorized the differences for one episode that we did several years ago when we were talking about um, this very topic. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, uh, there, there are uh, some differences between the names, but yes, they are very much in the comic book lore. This was taken directly from the source material. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Well, this sure. is why this is why we do the podcast, David. Mm-hmm. So it most certainly learn. is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um anyways, uh so that was uh good fun. Um how about some uh some shit that doesn't suck? Shit that doesn't suck. Okay, let me think. We talked about gemstones. You're still up on that. I'm still watching uh, Gilded Age. Um, my trash TV, Real Housewives of Salt Lake, is wrapping up. Um, looking forward to that reunion episode. Um, that's all I really got. I haven't started anything new, really. Oh, <laughs> I just started... Um, watching modern family did you ever watch that one yeah i never finished it i i think i got maybe like five four or five seasons in yeah uh, but i i never got around to finishing it i i need to pick it back up again so that's been my new background um noise in the house and i'm actually liking that that's gonna probably replace the office for a while as far as sure. the back the background noise yeah that's that's fair um, yeah. I, I'm having to give the office a break as well. Cause I just, I've seen it so many times. And I'm just <laughs> like, all right, I need to like, it's just good because I can put it on. It's literally like the background noise kind of show where yeah. like it, it, you know, you don't have to think about it. You're familiar with it, you know, whatever. Um, but anyways, so what you got? For me, I I finally got around to finishing Silicon Valley, the HBO oh, yeah. show. Yeah. yeah. Um it kind of broke my heart because I I saw like the the show constantly did this back and forth thing where they were on top and then they were the underdogs and then they were on top and then they were the underdogs. Mm -hmm, and I yeah. had this I guess spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it. Um 
I won't spoil the whole ending, but it kind of ends on a little bit of a downer. Like it, it's, it's a little bit of an upper, but like, yeah, I, I know exactly like what you're all talking of about. Pied Piper gets liquidated because, yeah. um, they, they realize that they built the most impressive, um, you know, compression, uh, algorithm, algorithm company, blah, 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 tech mumbo jumbo here uh middle out middle out middle out um and uh, but they built it too good and they were like you know and guilfoyle or not guilfoyle um uh or yeah it is him where he has that whole spiel where he talks about how um eventually it will basically become ultron and like kill everyone (laughs) Uh, so yeah, they're like, I love, I love him. And, uh, is it Dinesh Kamal Nanjiani's character? Yeah. They're, they're dynamic. They're constant yeah. fighting, constant yeah. fighting. Yeah. It's that, that was really funny. Um, but yeah, so there's that, uh, like I said, it kind of broke my heart. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the new one that just hit Netflix, uh, this past weekend, me personally, I really enjoyed it. Um, I didn't love it to death, but I am a fan of a bloody, gory, violent horror movie every once in a while. And this shit delivered. Um, does it have the best plot in the world? No. Um, but you know what? The original didn't either. It was just about some kids that were uh, driving through Texas and they get stranded <laughs> and uh it's uh you know it's hillbilly horror at its finest hillbilly horror well you know yeah. good goddamn and well i'm not gonna watch it but i feel like if you're a slasher gory you know cut them up movie the mm-hmm. plot isn't really the point it's like porn nobody's watching for the story so much <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh man there's a scene that takes place on on a bus it's like a bus full of kids and they're partying. Jesus. All right. And Leatherface comes on the bus. Yeah, that's the mental image I had. All right. And it's like, I think, so two main characters make it off the bus. The other 30 people just get sawed up uh, in half and in quarters and in thirds uh, with his God, chainsaw. Right. It is, it is fantastic. I <laughs> loved it it was like it almost made me sick but god yeah we we differ greatly on the definition of fantastic yeah i like i said i don't watch like i have to be in a very uh dark space no um i have to be in a, <laughs> i have to be in a good space good headspace in order to watch horror um i i have to i just have to be in the mood to watch it uh i wasn't necessarily in the mood to watch horror the night I decided to watch it, but it just dropped on Netflix and I was like, Oh, I have to watch it. Like I was, I I didn't have anything set up on my queue. So Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck it. I'll watch it. And uh, yeah, I, I had a good time. It's been, it's been very polarizing so far. People either really hate it or they, they enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, You know, sans a couple different things. Uh, so what, what are some of the hangups? I mean, you know, the, the plot is, um, you can't, I I don't understand how you're hung up on the plot when there's a busload (laughs) of people that get hacked up by a chainsaw. (laughs) Try shoving that into the notebook. How are you hung up on the plot? Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
uh, I mean, people that are really into horror, they they have expectations from guess, their horror material. Isn't horror famous for the same old tropes of the running and falling mm-hmm. down and backing yourself into a corner and you're thinking of like the greatest hits um there there's so much more that this genre offers there's so many different subgenres. there's psychological thrillers and um you know there's so much more beneath what uh you know like friday the 13th and scream and and all these you know all these like slasher movies like yes like they're they're silly but there's also other like you know, like artsy stuff, like artsy horror. Okay. All right. Um, so there, there's a lot more out. I, I can, if you really are interested, um, no. Okay. I won't make you a list then. I'll go <laughs> fuck myself. I just, I can't do it. I've tried with horror. I have way too active an imagination. I will dream about it. It's why I had to stop watching the walking dead. I, it gets, it's too, well, that show head. just sucks. It did. But I mean, <laughs> I, anything I watch, no, and we've talked about this over and over, so I won't, but I have such an active imagination. Mm-hmm. My mind just clings to things. Yeah. And it's like when I got really into Hamilton and I would wake up and dream about Hamilton. So I, <laughs> I had to stop. So I, that's how I was with the walking dead. I was having zombie dreams and I just had to quit. I, yeah, I just, that's, my yeah, mind that's... works that way. And I will have fucking Texas chainsaw massacre dreams. If I watch that. <laughs> No, that's that's totally fair. I mean, you know, horror is not for everyone. That's um, definitely not for me. I mean, it's barely for me. <laughs> like I, like I said, I'm I'm a I feel like I'm a casual fan of horror. Um, I just I cannot be filed uh, uh, as like a true like horror fanatic because those people take the genre super seriously and. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. it was such an odd way to end this uh, this podcast where we talked about two superhero movies. <laughs> you never would have known. It's like whose um, whose line is it anyway? The topics don't mean anything, and the points, and the points, don't, points matter don't matter. Or yeah. They... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, well, uh, listeners, thank you so much uh, if you made it this far. Um, as always, uh, thank you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> God bless you. Um, uh, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Rate the podcast if you haven't already. You can do that on Spotify and Apple Podcast and Stitcher. Uh, go check out our Etsy shop. Uh, all, all the links for all this will be in the show notes below uh, in the description. Um, let's see. Check out our Patreon uh, if you'd like to support the show uh, in ways that actually don't cost you much money at all uh, they are what is it ne- two bucks two bucks and five bucks two uh, bucks you're never gonna miss two dollars no set it and forget it and you will you will literally not know that it is happening to you it is <laughs> jesus <laughs> that is a, a weird way to put it i apologize um but uh yeah i'll um, get him on board sure yeah <laughs> you won't even know it's happening <laughs> Alright, listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Be kind, stinky, eat lots of cheesecake. 